0: Welcome to the Creativity and Soul podcast. My name is Jade and I'm an art therapist, healer, and creative coach. My job is to help women heal and expand into a life that is creative, authentic, and fully embodied. In this space, we explore the powerful intersections between art and psychology, creativity and mental health, and between our humanness and the soul. You ready? Let's dive right in. right guys so for this week I wanted to talk about talk therapy what talk therapy has taught me over the four or five years that I've um, been participating as a client in talk therapy and also what it hasn't and why I've chosen um, about as of like four or five months ago I decided to terminate talk therapy for now just for now um, and refocus my energy my resources and my efforts in my own healing journey um, into other modalities All right so um, before I begin I do want to caveat of course that you know everyone's therapy experience whether that be in talk therapy art therapy whatever it is everyone's experience is totally unique totally their own my you know my story and my narrative, and my insights here are my own, right? So it is not representative of how what you might get out of talk therapy and what other people might get out of it and what you might have already gotten out of talk therapy if you um, are someone who, you know, uh, who, who does go to talk therapy, right? So just wanted to make that clear. You know, also know that, um, you know, I went to one single talk therapist for four or five years. She was so wonderful but of course she practices from her own framework right um she was i would say like psychodynamic focused um her approach is very person-centered we mostly kind of worked around i would say the frameworks of cbt cognitive behavioral therapy um if you're familiar with that term and we did a little bit of emdr throughout but it was mostly psychodynamic uh, therapy so just you know different therapists with different disciplines and frameworks will work differently. And of course, the subsequent experience that you might have from that therapy will be different. Okay, so just, you know, take note of that and take what I say with a grain of salt, you know, youth discernment, this is my insights. And um, yeah, my own journey with it. And I'm just hoping that, you know, by sharing this experience, I can, you know, just to show you what's, what actually is possible in talk therapy, what it allowed me to learn about myself, and what I found wasn't for me, and what I found that I had to look elsewhere to really go deeper and find. All right, so I know last episode we talked um, quite a bit about healing and what, you know, how I believe multidimensional, multimodal healing is like why I believe it's so crucial. And I believe that it's the missing puzzle in the way so many people are healing their trauma and processing their trauma. And so of course, um, you know, this is kind of like a, this is like a, a little like tidbit after that, right? To kind of narrow into my own uh, discovery of this multimodal approach that I've created and developed. So without further ado, let's get into it. So I'm going to split this up into like a few parts. First, I'm going to talk about what it has taught me. And then we're going to talk about like the issues um, and the challenges that I found that I wasn't getting the results that I wanted to with talk therapy. And um, instead, like, you know, how I actually ended up solving those issues for myself or, you know, how I've ended up um, discovering new processes for myself. So talk therapy taught me a lot about learning how to take up space, learning how to talk about myself, learning that it's okay to take up someone's ear, someone's ear. I grew up as someone who really felt like I had to play small as a kid who was really shy to begin with and um you know in my culture in Chinese culture humility is a big thing that people talk about Um, and my parents used to really really enforce in me and I think that as a kid trying to understand the concept of humility which is a very complex thing right it can I very much I guess you could say like I misconstrued it to 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 a need and an expectation to make myself be small and make myself kind of repress a lot of my expression right? I didn't feel like I could um, really be proud of myself or to um, show up as my full self because I didn't want to offend people. I didn't want to make, you know, I didn't want to startle people. I didn't want my my story to affect others. All right, So this was kind of like the underlying sentiment of a lot of my childhood and going into talk therapy was a huge a huge a huge huge step in me just learning how to talk about myself and then like realizing that oh shit (laughs) talking about yourself can feel really good and also hearing yourself narrate your stories your milestones whether you know all the good stuff but also the bad stuff the hard stuff narrating your whole story and hearing yourself speak about yourself can be a very empowering thing Um, and having a therapist who you resonate with who could hold you in that is 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 something that is very priceless honestly it's something that has allowed me to um, feel safe in my story and to feel heard right so that's the number one thing I would say that it's taught me talk therapy right It, it It allowed me to finally believe that my story was not insignificant, right? And that I could speak about myself and I could leave, I could put myself in someone's hands, in someone's container without judgment, without fear of judgment, without fear that they would confront me, without fear that um, I was being, you know, I was being egotistical or I was being this or being that or being a way that I shouldn't. So it helped me deconstruct some of those beliefs that I um, grew up having, but I honestly, until then, didn't realize that I, that I did. So um, it also taught me a lot of CBT tools because my therapist was, um, you know, her framework was quite CBT-oriented. So I learned how to step back. I learned how to kind of... Learn to objectively look at certain situations, especially triggering situations, um, difficult situations in my life that maybe kept repeating, certain patterns that kept repeating, learning how to step back and look at those, and be able to shift the narrative for myself, right shift the narrative whatever they got negative, whatever I found myself in a um, in like a thought spiral, it made me really observant of. Of those automated thoughts that I was having, All right. So, um, that was kind of the beginning of me being able to think about my day to day life in a more quote unquote like meta way, right? Not just being an autopilot, but being intentional with my with my actions, with my thoughts, with the way I interact with the world, with the with the way I like talk to people, relate to people, the way I see myself. So, you know, I think this is probably, I would say, um, the first common realization that people have when they start self-development of any kind, just realizing that you do actually have the power to step back and observe yourself and learn from yourself and your actions day to day. Um, For me, you know, that started with talk therapy. So something that's something of course like priceless that I have learned and have really integrated into my life as like a part of me and now you know that that ability and capacity to be able to um to be able to objectively um look at my emotions objectively step back you know self regulate it all stemmed from me beginning talk therapy okay so I'm gonna take a sip of my tea Okay. And I would say that, you know, my therapist also gave me a lot of tools and a lot of, yeah, like frameworks and um, different theories, abstract theories, different concepts that um, really got me curious about myself, really got me curious curious about self-development right she was um you know she introduced me to like the Gottman Institute learning about like attachment styles learning about I mean even like childhood traumas like micro traumas um one of the things I loved about my talk therapist was that she she would she would relay a lot of her um perspective and her wisdom let's say through metaphors right different metaphors that um I'm a visual person (laughs) and of course like I'm an art therapist and I love I love I love metaphors (laughs) I love allegories I love things that allow me to uh like abstractly and like abstractly conceptualize matter into something that like clicks in my head so um she gave me a lot of tools that I still use to this day that really helped get me started on my own self-development journey even outside of talk therapy and honestly i'll add that i would say about like a year into talk therapy is when i started you know i was lost with my job all of the stuff i was like in a quite a dark place and not only was i you know Talk therapy was helpful in the sense that it was helping me process a lot of the emotions and patterns that I was seeing in my life, and like learning how to deal with, uh, deal with, yeah, deal with my emotions and to process them and to um, move through them with more grace. But um, really, feeling that experience of of being held in therapy is one of the things that has inspired me to become a therapist myself. So, you know, obviously that is such a beautiful, rewarding thing that I got out of the process and something that, yeah, that is, I think, uniquely my own and uniquely my experience and my relationship with my therapist then. It all started with me going to talk therapy. So, um, you know, as I'm talking about this, I also want to say that I think it's important that I talk about this experience because, like, my experience with talk therapy because, um, you know, talk therapy is, I would say, like, the therapeutic modality that most people will automatically turn to whenever they um, feel like they're at a point in their lives where they want to do the self-development work or they want to start healing and understanding themselves a little better just because talk therapy is very... I mean, it's, it feels straightforward for most of us, right? It's, it's, you know, it speaks our day-to-day language. Um, It feels comfortable in the sense that, you know, I mean, you're just kind of like verbally expressing yourself to um, another individual who's keeping you safe. You could think of it kind of parallel to like speaking to a friend, but obviously a friend here, like a person with, um, qualifications and training to help like professionally hold you and to go deeper, safer into, um, like actual processing. All right. But anyway, with all that said, um, yeah, I think it's important to talk about, um, to really specifically speak about talk therapy because it is, that first thing that so many people try including myself in in healing okay so now let's get into the issues that I that, that I that I had with my own experience in talk therapy and this is nothing really it has nothing to do with my talk therapist it doesn't detract from the benefits that I that I reaped from my experience in talk therapy, right? This is just over time. I realized that there were gaps in my experience that were that wasn't being addressed, and I just couldn't understand why. So let's get into those little gaps, um, and maybe you'll resonate. So um, for four or five years, it was like one of the first things that I brought up as something that I wanted to work through when I first started my like first second session in talk therapy um was that i wanted to get to the root of my fear of public speaking debilitating fear right like um my fear of being seen my fear of expressing my truth my fear of um being judged or ridiculed by people like where is that like where does it come from because i honestly to this day still don't have a conscious memory from this lifetime of, of a very significant trauma that has, um, you know, that can be correlated to the, the extreme debilitating fear that I have of like public speaking, being up on stage, not even that, but like, even just like being in a classroom, speaking my truth to my peers, to a teacher growing up in high school, college, nothing explained it, right? And for four or five years intermittently we would go into this topic and try to try to, you know, broach it. Um I tried EMDR with my therapist even for a few sessions. Um and I could not get to the core memory of it. I could not get to the core trauma, the root trauma of this fear, of this debilitating fear. Like nothing worked. Nothing worked. And this was really frustrating to me because I was like I just, I I couldn't understand. And it would feel like we were going in circles and circles around the topic, um, kind of just, just describing my, there's a lot of like narration describing and logically identifying and understanding how the fear feels, how, how that phobia, I would even put it as, how does that feel in my mind? Where do I logically think it comes from? But talking about it in circles like that, it didn't make it better. It just kind of like, it it made me more and more frustrated, right? And so a lot of this now I realized was that, you know, we were, because the framework of the therapy that I was doing was mostly CBT, I was not doing a lot of work that was allowing me to be able to get into my subconscious mind. Um... At the time, I didn't realize that that was as important as it is, that I that I now know it is. I didn't have, um, I mean, I didn't have the resources and the knowledge to know that I could try different frameworks to release trauma or that I, um, there was a lot of like actually like deep rooted trauma, not only not only in this lifetime, but from like ancestral trauma, generational trauma, and also past life trauma, that was very much, very, very, very much connected to all these fears and experiences that I was having in this life. Um, I didn't know that then, right? Now I know, <laughs> um, but I didn't know that then. And so, yeah, it just, it felt like I was making progress in the sense of I was understanding little bits about myself I was understanding how these patterns were all coming together but I could just feel that these things were like surface level scratches um and even if I were able to kind of get to the root of some of the questions and issues that I was carrying um it was from a very cognitive standpoint so I was kind of like oh observing it um, and I suppose like understanding and and identifying it, but I wasn't releasing it. So it was of this constant frustration and cycle of like, okay, yeah, now I understand that, you know, I am the, the way this emotion is playing out right now. This pattern is playing, playing out right now is because of certain experience X, Y, Z that I've had in my past. Okay. But then what do we do with that? Right. What do we do with that? Um, so I can give an example here. I, we can go back to, you know, that conditioning that I had growing up that I was, that I felt like really afraid to show up. I felt afraid of people seeing me, um, again, because I was shy, but also because I had this fear of being seen. And that was because I, now I know it was because I just never felt like I was smart enough pretty enough, I went to a very competitive school, primary school, like elementary school, middle school, high school, super competitive school. Um, and I just never felt like I was enough, right? I felt like I was always a little bit behind. I felt like I was a little bit odd. I felt like my interests deep down were just, just, like, just not the norm. And there was a lot of pressure around us. Now, during talk therapy, um, we managed to, you know, address that to get to the root of that in a sense that, okay, I understand that it's because of the way I um, was conditioned in school and my school environment at the time. But apart from rewiring that slightly by speaking and consciously reprogramming my like thought patterns, objectively like stepping ga- stepping back and 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 giving myself affirmation when I needed it. And also like, you know, obviously going back to my early memories of it and, and talking about it in that sense. Like what else? It just felt like there was a lot of like revisiting, but then, okay, what else? Now that I know what else? It doesn't feel enough. So it just felt like There was almost like more and more tension and like with the understanding of myself, there was also a a deeper non-understanding or misunderstanding of why I couldn't get rid or like couldn't eliminate or release the issue. Because I was like, now that I understand it, like why am I still carrying it? Like why is it still so difficult for me to feel seen why is it still so difficult for me to express my truth for me to talk about myself to you know you know like with my peers with my teachers with my with my with my parents like why is it still so difficult and there was just so much existential stuff and trauma tied to so many of my questions and my challenges because I'm just someone who I just like to get to the root of things you know, it was like, okay, so now that I know this, then why is that? Then why is that? Then why is that? I hope this is making sense. But um, as a personality, I suppose, like as as a person, I'm just someone who who likes to get under, to like who likes to get under a question or like really under an explanation and really get to the root. So I just got really frustrated with feeling like what I was learning about myself on this level just wasn't explaining at all. And not only was it not explaining at all, it was kind of like adding more knowledge into my system, but then knowledge that wasn't being actually integrated. So I was just, I was just carrying more and more. Um, I hope that makes sense. That was a really long way of me explaining that frustration. But I do think that this is something that a lot of people, not just me, I know that this is a lot of, this is something that a lot of my clients bring to me. It's like this feeling of, okay like I've been trying to do this work to do the self-development work to do the healing for years now Um, I've tried so many things and it feels like things are slowly getting better but why is it still so hard like why is it still so sticky yeah it's because the integration requires in my opinion more than talk therapy it requires you to release your trauma it requires you to, to to heal on various levels and you can only heal on various levels multimodally okay so you know my takeaway from all of this and my takeaway from talk therapy um, was really that it was incredible for that cognitive processing but a lot of that for me my experience was that it was quite surface level it was a bit like it was very like it worked in the, in my direct consciousness and it wasn't really allowing me to inco- uncover what was like really within. Now let's talk about how I did, you know, slowly come to a realization of how I could um, solve or resolve or, or integrate, I suppose it's a better word, how I could integrate that conscious understanding into something deeper. Um, first of all, when I started studying art therapy, you know, in my training, we had to do, we had to literally like embody and practice a lot of the work that we were, um, you know, learning to use as therapists. And in my training, really also giving myself permission to express myself in new ways to express myself creatively to kind of see a lot of these same questions play out in a different new alternative way was very very eye-opening because art therapy is a much more a bottom-up approach in general it works much more with the subconscious and so I was finding that as I was embodying the work of art therapy A lot of things were just clicking even more. I was noticing certain motifs, certain patterns that were not linear, kind of coming all into place. I don't know if that makes sense, but I hope it does. Um, It basically just allowed me to, like my art therapy training itself allowed me to, um, see therapy from a different light, let's put it that way, to not just see it as linear and logical, but also to really actually see it as it is possible to access your subconscious. And it is possible to make connections in a way that isn't just very linear and very narrative. Okay, so um, I also started to, I think, I think this did start with, um, it did start with like me training, um, and, and being an art therapist, but, you know, in the process of me learning more and more about self-development and, like, reading different books and, and you know, learning from different, uh, like, coaches and, like, content online, things like that, I started to do more inner work with myself. I did that with art therapy, nursing that creatively, but also um, started dialoguing with my inner child more, dialoguing with different parts, This is something that we talk a lot about in our therapy. And it was in this dialoguing that I did in my own time, in my own space, where I really, really got to a certain part of me that was holding a lot of grief and a lot of pain that I didn't realize I was. And that I couldn't access by just talking about it. You know, I couldn't access by just kind of like having to put into um, like perfect, eloquent words to another individual. It was a dialogue that I had to have internally during meditation even, or like in the safety of my own room. That was, this was extremely profound. Um, And, you know, doing that inner child work has been a huge part of my learning how to explore and like giving myself permission to explore healing in a different way and yeah just exploring my own identity and my own parts Just hopping in here to remind you that the Activation Library is currently open for enrollment. You get lifetime membership when you join to an ever-growing library of guided healing tracks. They range from guided meditations to visualizations to nervous system resets to breathwork practices to channeled, activated energy healings, really powerful stuff all in there that range from really short five-minute tracks to 30-minute like creative flow processes I love this container. It is my entire heart. It is all my modalities, well, pretty much all of them, in bite-sized pieces for you to be able to do in your own time, in the comfort of your own home, and if you are not yet ready to jump into a high-level container one-on-one with me. So if you are interested in developing your meditation practice, your practices of stillness, and really your your journey with self-discovery the Activation Library is the place to do it. You can find information on enrollment in the show notes, and I am so excited to see you in there. Uh, learning about trauma, really understanding what trauma means, not being scared of the word trauma, understanding that we all carry trauma and that um, my experiences, I should and can give myself permission to validate my experiences as micro traumas or traumas for a long time because of the privilege that I grew up with um, I grew up in a stable financially secure home Um, went to a good school etc and for the longest time I just like didn't give myself permission to see myself as wounded because it was just that classic example of like Well, other people have it so much worse, you know, like I I know there are people actually suffering out in the world. So like, what right do I have to, to, um, to, to quote unquote, heal, (laughs) to work on myself. So validating my experiences, which sounds so simple, but it's, it's the key to so many of our, yeah, to so many of the, uh, the blocks that many of us carry actually validating my experiences as, as something worth Healing and something that I should and can heal and that I have the agency to heal has completely shifted my um my bravery and my courage in in working through those things and only in your bravery and courage of of really delving deep only in that are you actually able to heal because if you're not facing it if you're not confronting it if you're not giving yourself permission to actually see it honestly for how you experience your trauma and how you experience your life not what you perceive other people to see it as and what you think that you should be seeing it as but what you actually honestly see your life as and see your experiences as only in meeting that are you going to be able to truly heal it It needs to be honest it needs to be truthful So yeah, validating, big, big thing. Doing somatic work. This was also a part of, this was also like a relearning process for me. Um, In my culture growing up, I never felt like, I felt a little bit like repressed with my body. I can't say like in a very like severe way, but I always felt like I had to, present myself in a certain way I had to like hold myself in a certain posture and be you know a certain hold a certain kind of poise and elegance and I didn't really allow myself to like like let go in my femininity and like be okay I just was very not tapped into my like sensuality and my sexuality as a woman as an individual and You know, now looking back on it, that was holding me back a lot because, I mean, your creative energy is your life force energy and your life force energy is your sexual and sensual energy. It's the energy of birth, right? It's the energy of like creation. And so I was repressing a lot of my creativity and my life force by forcing my body to be a certain kind of way and 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 feeling that i had to present myself in a certain image. And so doing that somatic work which meant connecting with my body which meant allowing myself to move intuitively and allowing emotions to move through my body as much as they were moving through um let's say like my tears or like let's say my like my cognitive mind was so so powerful it changed the way I saw trauma it changed the way I saw um, therapy it changed the way I saw like emotional processing because it also just made me realize that so many of us are are actually so disconnected whether you realize it or not just because of the way society is constructed especially for women obviously for men too but especially for women um, a lot of us are told that we have to be a certain way we have to hold ourselves a certain way and and we end up actually like tensing our bodies and we're not letting we 're not letting a lot of us a lot of our emotions a lot of we 're not letting the different parts of us shine through and flow through so that 's why I focus so much on somatic work now um it 's because I believe that it is i would say like the key to creating connection with your soul, creating connection with your mind, creating just like mind-body-soul connection. The somatic piece is like the missing puzzle for most people. Um, I also started to really get into meditation. I started meditation, I would say, around the same time I started talk therapy. Um, But I was... Uh, not fully consistent with it for a long time I would drop in and out I would get really into it um, but then I found it really hard to keep accountable to it Um, which is a little side note which is why I created the activation library as a space for people to feel like they can be held and accountable to their meditation practice because this is something that I just I didn't have when I was when I was starting to do this work so Um, Yeah, I got really into meditation and things just like consistently regularly practicing it um, and finding my own like method and my own way with it and also just meditating, not only through like guided tracks, but also, you know, really opening up my consciousness um, that allowed for a lot of new things to come in and click it's when I started connecting with my own inner consciousness but also higher consciousness it's when I started to develop my intuition um, trusting my intuition coming back to like my inner wisdom right connecting I mean (laughs) I can get into this it's you know through meditation was when I started like connecting with different dimensions ascending to different dimensions connecting with even like different spirits different angels different beings and just realizing that holy shit I have a fucking soul and holy shit everything is actually all connected and in order to really see your potential and in order for me to fully see my potential and my power and to realize that I actually needed to Tap into and connect with everything. (laughs) Everything being everything that is not only here in front of me in my, you know, in my present reality, but everything outside of it. (laughs) I hope that isn't too (laughs) boo-boo. But, you know, that's the truth, right? And that is when I started to do the soul level work. And that is when those existentialist questions that I had like what is under it but what's under it but like I don't understand like but like what like why why is this that all those why questions all those like but why but why it all started to click fully fully click when I started to do the soul level work um And that's also why I am so focused and passionate and driven by the importance of working in the soul dimension, as well as, you know, doing the therapy work, as well as the, you know, the cognitive behavioral parts of it, the brain rewiring parts of it. It's so crucial that these two parts are together, because if you were anything like me, and you've always kind of been, kind of been like frustrated with that, with that, with like, just not Not understanding why you can't get to the bottom of things, a lot of the time that frustration is leading you to your intuition. It's leading you back into your soul. It's leading you to come back to yourself, right? So, um, yeah, I want my experience with that to be, um, I don't say like an inspiration, but like to be a reassurance for those of you there who might, yeah, have that same experience, those same sentiments to know that perhaps like what you need to look into or what could be calling you is actually working from different dimensions. It's actually perhaps going really, really deep into yourself, deep to the point where you're getting to the essence and the core of you, your soul. Gosh, I got chills just saying that. So, okay, last little bit I'll say is that um, embodiment, doing embodiment work, which is related to the somatic, but really learning about energy, learning about frequency work, learning about magnetism. This gets into a whole thing that I'm not going to get into, but learning that um, healing is not simply about revisiting the past, and figuring out old patterns. That's a huge part of healing. But to truly heal and transform and create and become you, to become the person that you want to become, to become the authentic version of you, the truest soul level version of you, it requires you to also embody that person. It requires you to take the action in... In, in this lifetime, in who you are, it requires you to really feel into yourself as much as looking back in your past and trying to, you know, process that. I believe it's an integrated process of doing both at the same time. And so that, all of that is how I started to like really open my eyes to other healing modalities and understanding that, oh shit, like there's a whole world out there that healing can actually really, really deeply happen in a way that finally fulfills me. And in a way that, like, I finally, like, that finally feels like I get, you know? So, <laughs> I hope that was, um, like, comprehensible. I hope it was. Um, you know, therapy was one of the first things that I did for like awareness, identification, becoming conscious of myself. It was how I started to fall in love with self-development. And like I said, it made me realize that I wanted to become a therapist. And for that, it is priceless, right? But again, for me, it didn't go deep enough. It didn't go into the essence. It didn't tie together. It did tie together the questions that I had about different parts of myself at least the framework that i practiced talk therapy in and it didn't explain it didn't explain en- enough for me it didn't um it didn't help me release my trauma it didn't help me like it like the way i like, my talk therapy was not integrated with somatic so there was no yeah somatic release there was no completing my trauma cycle there was no um there was no soul level work I also didn't really practice inner child work or embodiment work um, or like really like expressive outlets in my experience with talk therapy and so those parts were really missing for me and only when I allowed myself and gave myself permission to explore those modalities did I really truly like see myself again and being able to see myself now in this way. I want everyone to be able to experience this because it is so powerful and so validating and all of that comes has come from within. It has come entirely from my own resource of myself. And so all the work that I do now, it is to help you and to guide you towards finding that resource within for yourself. All the modalities that I have now trained in and that I've really been like um, building up my toolkit with has is to give you the framework and to hold you as you do healing work on a multi-dimensional level as you get to like ask those questions that go deeper and deeper and deeper i now have these modalities to help hold you for you to answer those questions for yourself at every level that is it just blows my mind. I just fucking love it so much. It has changed, yeah, I don't know, like m- the modalities that I have worked with, that I have put in for myself, integrated for myself. I want everyone to be able to have that experience. Um, and yeah, that's really the mission of my work at Your Peace. Now, you know, Your piece has, I mean, <laughs> I'm getting off on a tangent, but Your piece, my business, which started as an art therapy exclusive like an exclusively art therapy private practice has now evolved into something that you know incorporates uh like energetics and somatics, and and you know it's now very much like it's an integrated like holistic healing practice and um I couldn't be happier about it like I think that I know that these integrated modalities are going to change people's lives it's going to change your life you know if you're willing to try it if you are at a place where you want to to really take that next leap and to really like dive deeper and really understand yourself this is where it's at and that is the basis of creative healing um, which is my one-on-one mentorship program it's a six-month container um that will be launching end of March slash early April, um where I'll be integrating all the modalities that I do. So art therapy, psychotherapy, which does include some talk therapy, soul level work, energetics, somatics, feminine embodiment work. It it really covers all the dimensions and it really puts into It really puts into your container everything that I've explained in this episode, everything I've already explained in previous episodes, and everything that I've done for myself to get myself to where I am today. So yeah, I'm so excited about creative healing. If you guys know you're ready for this work, really recommend getting on the wait list for creative healing one-on-one. Yeah, I will only be taking... I think like a few clients to start with, it will be a very, very limited number of spots. So if you are, if you know that this is for you, if you are drawn to it, um, it's a six month mentorship. It's going to hold you so deep, so intimately. And yeah, I know it's going to change you guys' life. So if you're interested, get on the wait list. The link is in the show notes and yeah, I am so excited to meet you guys at the soul level. I love you guys and I will see you in the next episode.